Leaving the sports world can be a difficult experience, especially if you aren't sure what your next shift is going to be. Judy Gilbert, a former university hockey player and now a business leadership coach and consultant, will introduce you to other athletes who have made the successful transition to the business world. You will hear the tactics that they use to turn their experience into a successful new career and how you can too. Welcome to The Next Shift. Here is your host and mentor, Judy Gilbert. Welcome to the very first episode of The Next Shift. I'm Judy Gilbert, and I'm thrilled to be here with you talking about how you can use the experience you have gained on the playing field to help you become successful in the business world as well. On this episode of The Next Shift, I am joined by Nick Foley, an entrepreneur, author, and speaker who has created an amazing life for himself after his career as an Ontario Hockey League and Canadian University goaltender. Nick is driven by the desire to perpetuate an environment of self-worth, acceptance and empowerment in families, schools, businesses and communities. He demonstrates this through the lifestyle he leads and the social businesses he has started. In 2015, Nick cycled across Canada to speak about the inclusion of all people and the importance of creating a culture of understanding and acceptance. In this episode, we talk about servant leadership and make sure to stick around until the end when Nick tells me how he starts every day at 4.45 a.m. Nick, thanks so much for being here today. I'm so grateful that you're here. And uh, in the introduction, I've um, really told our audience uh, a little bit about you. But can you tell us something that our audience would not know about you? Wouldn't know. Uh, Something about me, like... Something quirky, maybe? Sure. <laughs> well, not, this is not quirky, but I have uh, two kids. I don't know if that was okay. in the introduction, but uh, my daughter is uh, six, my daughter Bryn, and my son Wells is two. Okay. And uh, yeah, so they 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 rule the roost, basically. Yes, absolutely. Uh, particularly my daughter. She kind of runs my show. Uh, Wells does as well. But um, yeah, I you know about myself that not a lot of people know. Let's see. Um, I'm a ferocious reader. Um, okay. Love to read. I read everything. I read with my ears sometimes. Is uh, I do a lot of audiobooks mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what else. I only wear black and white. Maybe that's something. Wow. Maybe that's kind of weird, right? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's weird, but it's just like, <laughs> but I never have to, like, I never have to worry about it. You know what's funny about that is that I never have to worry about things matching. No, you do not. <laughs> you know? you are set to go. Well, it's kind of funny. I mean, yes. I say that kind of like tongue in cheek, but at the same time, it's, it's actually pretty pragmatic. I, I, I travel a lot for work and, and okay. sp- with speaking and things. Yes. And I always got to a point where I'm just like, you know what, how can I be the most efficient that I can be mm-hmm. with like saving mm-hmm. time and like not having to worry about what matches and things. And then I, I did some reading and realized I'm like, well, you know what, if I just have black shirts and white shirts and then a couple blazers that goes with everything, you know yes. what I mean? So if I yes. can travel for four or five days, you know, four or five shirts and a few pairs yeah. of pants and a couple jackets. And I'm That's excellent. Go. That's great. So, <laughs> so when I do my next podcast and I'm go. in black and white, I'm yeah. going to have taken your advice. But That's you're great. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll send you my and I'm an avid cyclist. So it's a great to see the the bikes on yeah. your on your shirt. That's great. I uh, I think that uh, well I did I did some cycling in in uh, 2015. I, I I rode my bike across the country and yes. uh, had a. a, a I, it's a great experience. It was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but um, I don't cycle quite as much, but I, I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm hopefully getting back into it, but my wife bought me this and uh, she, just because it has bikes on yes. it and it was black, so Good. it worked out. Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great to know. So I want to talk a little bit more about what you're doing now, but before we do that, can you tell me, Nick, what drew you to hockey? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I guess it was, you know, being a Canadian kid and, and, mm. and in the winters. I mean, we were talking off camera before my dad did a lot of coaching growing up and yes. I was always just around the rink. Yes. And 
And so for me, it was almost like a natural, you know, kind of succession. It was like, you know, around the rink and I just, you know, had a hockey stick in my hand at a young age and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, started skating relatively early. And, and so my parents put me in hockey when I was, you know, four or five years old, like most most parents do, I guess, in, in Canada. And um, yeah, I just kind of, you know, kind of gravitated towards the sport. I really enjoyed the team concept of things and, and really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun, you know, playing it. And I uh, was an out player, played forward for, you know, the first, I guess, six, seven years of my career until I was like okay. 12 and then became a goalie. And, yes. I uh, realized as a goalie, I was I was more. I, I really liked that position. Enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I liked uh, having the pressures of being the last kind of line of the defense. But I didn't really look at it as like anything other than it was fun. Hockey was fun. Yes. And yes. so it was easy for me to practice. It was easy for me to go to games. Mm-hmm. It was easy mm-hmm. for me to, you know, to, to, to prepare for hockey because it was, you know, what I loved doing it. And yes. so, I, you know, I'm very fortunate. A lot of my life was predicated on, you know, being a being a hockey player for the first, I guess, 27, 28 years. But. Um, you know, a lot of lessons learned, but yeah, hockey was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something I just, I guess I was always been around it. So it was just an easy, easy for me to, to fall in love with it for sure. Yeah. And when I hear you talk, a lot of those things resonate with me. I think right, being yeah. passionate about the sport and I think growing up in Canada and, uh, uh I come from a family of, of hockey players sure. and I wanted to certainly do that as well. And I think that when I did it, I realized how much I really loved the game yeah. and then it became part of my life. I think that was really a lot about my identity, right, yeah. uh, up into and through university as well. And so when you when you talk about your hockey and you played obviously in the Ontario Hockey League mm. and played at a very high level, how did you then, Nick, transition from sport to business? How did you find that? Well, what was I, that like? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, first of all, when you, when you do a sport for so long and you play at a relatively, you know, high level and then it's basically you're at a point where it's like, okay, it's, you're done, mm-hmm. right? You know, you can, you can go and you can try your hand in pro and, and, you know, and, and then kind of, you know, bet on yourself and work your way up. But at that point for me, it was like, you know, I was 27, I had a university degree and I was okay. like, you know what, I think it's, it's time to move on. And so, um, when I, when I stopped playing, I, when I quit playing, I, I went into teacher's college and, and uh, decided I was going to be a teacher and, and was doing that, but then realized that, you know, I really wanted to get into to entrepreneurship. And so even after about four or five years as a teacher or five or six years as a teacher, um, I was able to transition to entrepreneurship. And, and so for me, um, I felt that the transition was, you know, it was, it was, I wouldn't say difficult. It was, it was one of those things where it was quite the journey, but I was able to reflect upon a lot of the things that I've learned in mm-hmm. as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I looked at, at my, you know, entrepreneurial start, my startups and things like that as almost like the challenge that you would when you're going into like training camp, you know, you're trying to make yes. a team, you're trying to make your business work, right. You're trying to be the best impossible teammate as you possibly can be. You're trying to be a good, uh, you know, a, a good boss or, or a good member of the team that you're building as an entrepreneur as in the business that you're building. So I feel like there's a lot of parallels. And so the transition was, was actually, I, I wouldn't say it's seamless because there's ebbs and flows, as you know, of when course, it comes to there's business some challenges. Yeah, there. for sure. But I felt like the, 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 what my career, it helped me as a hockey player moving to uh, a business person. It, it helped me because I was able to work in team concepts. I understood the importance of culture and understood the importance of you know, culture in a dressing room, um, and how that parlays and translates to a culture in a, in, a, in an office and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, the team concept, team first type mentality that I think that I've, you know, done a pretty good job with who we surround ourselves with. Yes. Um, you know, I, 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 any success that we've ever had in, in the nonprofit and, and in, in our businesses has been predicated on the fact that I 
bring good team people together. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. Like I, if I was going to give myself a compliment, I'd be like, I'm good at bringing in good people. Yes. And, and then I just stay yes. out of their way and let them do awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, when I think, when I think back and I reflect on my time in sport and then my transition into, yeah. into the business world, I think about that, that team building piece. And I think about that respectful behavior and, and those leadership pieces that we bring to an organization. And, and I certainly now with my clients, when I work with my clients, it's a lot around that team building. It's about bringing uh, a number of individuals together to work in an environment where it's cohesive and it's respectful. Because obviously, as as we wanted to respect our teammates, but we also had a level of, re- of respect for our opposition as well, right? Yeah. And and so when it, it certainly does, a lot of those skills do transfer sure. uh, over quite easily, or our portable skills. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, and it's so important. I mean, like you, like you hit it right on the head. Like if you're you know, you want to make sure that you have, you know, good um, team concept understanding and you want to make sure that as a leader that you're, you know, you're, you're there to, to serve, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's the big word for, for, for me is, you know, if anyone asks, you know, what kind of leader do you want to be? I want to be a servant. Yes. That's it. Yeah, I just want to serve. Absolutely. And, and I feel like for me, like I need to serve my staff um, mm-hmm. or the team. I need mm-hmm. to serve the people that we work with, our clients. And at the end of the day, you know, if they can look back, like, you know what, he was a good servant leader, then I've done yeah. my job. And that's interesting. I just finished a, um, a four-day facilitation with a large organization of 50 managers and, and supervisors. And it, it was all around servant leadership. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and what can we do to help the people that are working on our behalf in an organization? How do we help them be successful? Right. Because that's such a huge piece of our of that role for leaders to do. And I'm not sure that all leaders recognize that piece. Could you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? You know, you spoke about your 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 business and that transition from sport. So can you give us a little more background around what you're doing? Uh, yeah, so one of the companies that we run is a SaaS company. It's a service as a software called uh, Good Sport Education. Mm-hmm. And what we do is it's a character-based um, education company. And um, it, we provide it as a service to, like, um, uh, minor sports uh, teams, uh, predominantly in, in Canada and hockey. So, um, all around character education and things like that. So basically what they're getting outside the, 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 the realm, the theater of, of mm-hmm. actual sport. Mm-hmm. Um, the other company that, that I run with a partner of mine, um, his name is Phil Kerr, business guy in, 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 in Belleville and does an amazing athlete, amazing, amazing business, um, business acumen. We run a company called We Be Us, and We Be Us is a sock company, and uh, that's an acronym for We as a Community Can Be Stronger If All of Us Work Together. Yes. And so we sell socks, and for every sock that we um, we, we sell, we donate a pair to, to charity. We kind of adopted a model from Tom's, but what we also do is we started a campaign called 20K Sock Day, and for us, we it's um, we did the first one last year, and our goal was to raise 20,000 pairs of socks across the country, and um, we ended up getting like 28,000 pairs, which is, which is great. And it had every, nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with the people that we surround yeah. ourselves with and the great people across our country. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. So we were really, so next year we're, we're hoping to, um, we're hoping that we have a bigger goal and we're going to, we're going to launch that goal in, in November at some point and, and, um, have it again. It's the third, uh, third Friday of February, um, uh, is our, is our 20 K sock day again. So, so that's busy. It's constantly mm-hmm. going. And then, um, yeah, I'm uh, fortunate enough to be a, a teacher at loyalist. And, um, and then we have on the nonprofit side of things, move for inclusion, uh, move for inclusion, Canada. 
And what we do is we design curriculum and we give it to colleges and the colleges use it and um, in their uh, classrooms and then they facilitate, facilitate it um, and, uh, and then allow kids to come in and, and do like active games and healthy living okay. um, that are kids that are living with different types of exceptionalities and things like that. Okay, so, so why that? What, well, what we, drew you the, to that? The reason I drew that, I drew that I was drawn to that, um, in 2015 I, I did a, a bike ride uh, across Canada and uh, the, the whole point of the bike ride was to raise awareness um, for the importance of inclusion of all people without bias and um, and so uh, we started that bike ride in, in uh, 2015. It took us 95 days, and I just stopped every other day um, to talk about inclusion and acceptance. Wow. And mm-hmm. um, and so we, we tried to try to raise as much awareness and as much money as we could for different charities. Some we delineated in in, in Belleville, and, and some across the, the rest across the country. Um, and and so we spoke you know spoke to different organizations and, and businesses and and, uh, and predominantly schools um, about the importance of inclusion. So. As when the ride was over and the money was raised and we 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 you know distributed it around, um, it was like okay, what next? Right, what are we gonna do next? So it took a while to get to a point where like okay, so what are we going to do? So um, we also provide um, a scholarship at, at Loyalist for kids um, that are going to the CICE program. So it's um, cooperative integrated um, education, okay. and. Um, uh, we're really excited about that because it's the first scholarship that they've ever received. So um, it's the Empower Your Potential scholarship. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a really big, um, um, you know, really exciting for us because um, parents and kids that have different types of exceptionalities that are in that program that go to school um, now get a get to get to qualify for a, for a scholarship like the other programs, which we're really happy about. Oh, absolutely! So, and all that stemmed from uh, my daughter was was born in in, in uh, 2012 and and then was identified with with Down syndrome. So okay. my wife and I and my family we you know we 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 live inclusion every day and so for us you know Brenda's brought so much joy and so much happiness and and so much you know I, I don't even have the adjectives and for a person who makes mm-hmm. a living speaking I sometimes I can't come up with words but like <laughs> that's what kids do yeah, to exactly, you right, right? right? Yeah, yeah absolutely so, and, and my, my son as well but mm-hmm. Bryn is uh, you know so we, my wife and I always joke we're like we're the chosen ones we're very excited mm-hmm. and very like you know very fortunate to have Brenda in our lives and so um so for me, I just wanted to be an advocate and a voice, um, basically until Bryn gets to an age where she can, you know, kind of tap me mm-hmm. on the shoulder and say, I got this, Dad. Wow. You know, that's incredible. You get out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's I mean? great. So, and she will yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah, for that's sure. Right. For sure. That's and right. Because of all that, I get to uh, travel across the country and speak on these different uh, businesses and nonprofits mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're very fortunate. I mean, honestly, like... Uh, we d- I just surround myself with good people. I, I, yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, with you understanding with the sports background and, and with the consultant work that you do, you recognize, like, you know, we are, if anything, you know, we're, it's, it's the, the people that we surround ourselves with are, are, you know, are, is what brings our businesses to light, right? And, yeah. And what yes. we're able to do, whether it's clients or mm-hmm. people on the mm-hmm. team. And, so, and, and yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think, as you said, whether it is a client, yeah. and I think that's one of the things that I miss most about uh, being as part of a, an organization with a number of individuals, it's that team atmosphere. Sure, yeah, for sure. And, but I get that with certainly working with clients and, and because we do have a common goal. Obviously, they've asked me to come in for a reason and, and to help them achieve a goal and to have those difficult conversations and, and to work through some of those issues that they may be having. And, and then as part of a team to be able to say, you know what, we're all in this together. And, you know, as a leader, we have to have sort of create that vision. But if we don't have followers, right. then we're not going to be successful. Exactly. And surrounding ourselves with people that have different levels of expertise that we can draw on. Right. And knowing that as leaders, we don't have to know everything. That's why we're working 
working with some of these wonderful folks. Yeah, too. I, yeah, right? Absolutely, and I think you just hit it on the head. I mean, that's that's such a um, profound statement. You don't have to have all the answers. No, you know, like no, double down on what you're good at, and yes. then surround yourself with other yes. people. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and I think that's the reality. Right. I, I mean, you know, you're the summation of the people you surround yourself mm-hmm. with, right? I mean, I know it's an mm-hmm. old cliche. You know, pick the five people you surround, you yeah. talk to the most, and that's your talent group. But the reality mm-hmm. of it is, is, is that like, you know, double down on what you're good at and then surround yourself with people that are good at other things yeah. and, and then learn. I mean, I think as leaders, it's our, you know, I don't even, I don't even know what I do for a living at the time, right? Like I'm just so <laughs> fortunate to do it. Good. I'm glad but, I'm not the only yeah, one. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I remember, I, I remember like being with my friends one day and my buddy was telling a story about his brother and he was saying like, he's like, you know, nobody likes their job. He's like, that's why they got to pay you to go. And then he looked at me and he's like, except for maybe Nick, but nobody yeah. even knows what that guy does. Yes. Right. And yes. I'm just kind of looking like, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I don't, but then, you know, it kind of dawned on me when I reflect on that statement. I'm just kind of like, I guess at the end of the day, if anything, I'm, I, I just want to be a learner. You know, and I just want to, I just want to learn. And so for me, if I can learn from you in this conversation and I already have, and if I can learn from the people that I surround myself with, then that's going to make me a better servant leader. Of course. And if I can be a good servant leader, then I've served my team well. And then most importantly, I've served my community mm-hmm. locally and globally. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it all, it's all stemmed from just being a good learner. Yeah. And, and in order to do that, mm-hmm. ask good questions and listen. Yeah. And I really think that as leaders too, putting our egos aside sure. and being able to say, you know what, there are other people here that know more than I do or yeah. that have different levels of expertise. And I think really, truly, um, excellent servant leaders and leaders in organizations are able to set their own egos aside because for them it's not about you know being coming up with that that right answer or or having that glory it's about what's going to make the organization successful what's going to make the team successful and I think that when people can do that then that to me is a breakthrough yeah I mean I think it just it, that that's a really well said I, I mean f- for me I think it's about one of those things and I think for a lot of you know um, a lot of servant leaders and we use the word servant which is is so great because it's mm-hmm. so it's so true you're here to you're here to serve but if you run towards purpose I honestly believe that the profit will come and yes. there's a direct correlation mm-hmm. to the amount of money a person makes to the amount of people that they help yes right I mean you can look at it you can we could we could pick any business I mean, this could be another podcast show I guess but you could pick any business and look at how many people do they help and the dollars reflect that mm-hmm. right and I think if you have that mindset yeah I understand business I get that I get bottom line I understand understand bottom line, I understand top line, and that you have to make money in order to be a business. Otherwise, what do you have? A hobby, That's right. maybe. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, if you run to purpose, and you are working for purpose, and you're passionate about that purpose, then the profit and all that other stuff will come. You just got to concentrate on the process, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, you know, Jim Collins wrote a great book called called Good to Great, and he talks about level five leaders. Yes. And one of the level five leaders that, one of the, the attributes of level five leaders is that they're, they're learners, and they put people in places that they know they're going to you know, they're going to challenge them, but they mm-hmm. know that they have the capacity to be successful, yes. but they're servants, they're servants of their staff, they're mm-hmm. servants of the people that they work with. And, you know, they're, they're servants of, of the entire group because they just want them propelled. They don't have to be that loud bravado, you know, gone to those CEOs that come in and they're just like, look at me, folks. Like that's it's, right. It's Nick. the ones yes. that are the most effective are the ones that are just like, how can I help you? Yes. You know, and I think one, that's one of the most important words that we can give our staff. Mm-hmm. How can I help? Yeah. Or our teams or our clients. Mm-hmm. How can I help? 
Absolutely. And, and I had this, uh, this particular client where we sent 50 managers back to their restaurants. And I said to them, I want you to say to your staff, how can I help you? What can I do for you today that's going to make today easier for you? What do you need from me? And it was, uh, you know, the deer in the headlight looks all around because it's not something that they were used to doing. But that needed to become the new norm. That needed to become more of a habit. Right, and, and so it was interesting to see that, that transition for those folks, and that's what I really get a kick out of seeing, and, and, and for me, seeing them in, a, in that learning capacity as well. Well, you get so. that, though. I mean, you, you, know, as a, you, you, know, you ran you know, United Way for so many years successfully and so well mm, that you know, your you. whole um, you know, your, your career, your entire career, but like a, long, a big, big chunk of your career, it was based on, okay, how can I help? How can we yes. reach this goal? Yeah, right? absolutely. How can we do this that's together? Right. And That's I mean, right. It's funny though. It's like what I was listening when I was listening to you say that. You know, the blank stares are like, "What? I'm the manager." You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how, I gotta say that. You know, and it's funny how people just kind of yes. like, "Oh, but the most like we said, like the most effective managers mm-hmm. and leaders out mm-hmm. there are the ones that 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 have that you know kind of servant mentality. How can I get you to where you need to go? Because at the end of the day, if I get you to where you need to go professionally and personally, then the entire group is going to be successful, right? Yes. It doesn't matter how you're cogging the wheel, I'm cogging the wheel, and we're just moving the flywheel. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to move. Mm-hmm. It forward, whether your business is one person as a consultant business or a hundred people or a thousand people, if I can help you be the best possible version of yourself, then you can't help but make this company that great. That's right. right? You're moving it from good to great in that capacity. And it all comes down to being a servant, learning and listening. Excellent. I could sit here and talk to you all yeah, day. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to go into the shootout round. Okay. It's a shootout. I've gonna, always hated that. Yeah. <laughs> as a goalie, <laughs> yeah, you would. Exactly. And I loved it as yeah, a forward. Yeah. So um, that's great. So we're going to ask you about five uh, quick questions. We're going to take about 60 seconds, 90 seconds. So for just all five? quick. Yep, for okay. all five. Rapid fire. Okay, right, rapid fire. So what's your favorite hobby, Nick? It's reading. I, if I'm not hanging out with my okay. family, my favorite hobby is reading. I don't have any other hobbies outside of that. Okay, and you sort of indicated some books that you had uh, yeah. had touched upon. Okay. Um, how would you describe yourself in three words? As a learner. As a learner. Okay. So as, wow. as not really a true, yeah. but the big one is a learner. I just want, one. I, that's a thing. Yeah. A, a learner and a listener, yeah. my hope is. And, and yeah, so I mean, I, that's more than three words, I guess. But that's okay. listening, learning, and as... That's three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a listener do you do? and a learner. Okay, what a do you do? So a question you asker. A question asker. Okay, listener, listener, learner, question asker. What's the first thing you do in the morning? I drink a liter of water. All right. First thing I do in the morning is I run downstairs and I drink a liter of water, and that's the first thing I do. All right. Every morning. I don't miss. You don't miss. No, Good I, for I, you. I think I need it. I got, got a new You got sure. it. I hope yep. you have water in there. I've got water. Okay. Yeah, that's water. <laughs> that might change later in the day. Yeah, there you go. Um, what, if, um, what are the compliments that you hear most about yourself from others? Ooh. Good friend. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, mm. I don't know. And that's uh, a good one. Yeah. A good yeah, friend. Yeah, I just hope that, right? you know, I, I hope that if, if someone gives me, a, like, you know, the compliments that, are, you know, they just, you know, thanks for being there. Yeah. You know? And I, I just, I, I surround myself with really great people. It's a it's a small knit group I surround myself with, but um, I, I, I just want to be there for my friends. Okay, great. And, and when family. are you most productive? When? What, yeah, what time of the day are you most productive? Uh, from about 4.45 in the morning until about 1, I am on point. And okay. And after that, after I think, that? <laughs> I think I'm just, you know, it's, uh, I, I, 
every, everything that, that, that needs to be, you know, really, really done, unless I'm speaking or, or teaching, I guess, later mm-hmm. in the day. But um, I, I'm, I'm a very big believer in, in uh, staunch morning routines. Like, I have morning routines are really on point for me. And I, if mm-hmm. I can get that in, and I, which I do, that's why I wake up uh, pretty early. And from about there until about, you know, 1 o'clock, I can be very, very productive. And then yeah. after that, if I don't have all the big things done, then I just kind of push it to the next yes. day and yep. drop off everything. That sounds like my morning. Yeah. 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 Mornings are it for me. And uh, yeah. after when the afternoon hits, I've got to have some other activities to keep me. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, outside of reading, I I guess I like to go for walks and things like that. And I just, I do that usually in the afternoon just to kind of get the blood going. Yeah, of course. Good. But I like to get everything done in the morning. Okay, great. So any last words of advice for our viewers? You know, I, I guess it's kind of the theme that we've talked about throughout the entire, um, you know, our time together, uh, Judy. It was one of those things where, you know, if I can give anybody advice, you know, as far as like entrepreneurs or business owners and things like that is, is be a servant, mm-hmm. um, be a servant leader. And if you are and you don't understand what that means, you know, I would I would encourage you to read a book by Ken Jennings called The Servant Leader. Um, and I, I would, you know, maybe look it up because servant leadership is like what we talked about with, you know, Level five leaders in in um, in uh, Jim Collins's book, Good to Great. I really I really think that it the, the most effective people in this world, whether you're in a leadership position or not, mm-hmm. are the ones that listen and learn and are here to help. Yeah. If we can put you know we can put purpose above profit. The rest of it will take care of itself. Okay, great. And do you have a, a website or Facebook yeah, page yeah. Or that you want to share with everybody? Sure. Um, you can get a hold of me um, at uh, nickfoley.ca. That's simple. Okay. Yeah, just my name.ca, That's easy. and I'll answer any of your questions. And All right. you know. I do a lot of, uh, you know, workshops and presenting on, on inclusion and things like that. But if you want to see what we're doing, all the uh, websites and the different things that we're doing is at nickfoley.ca. And I'd be happy okay. to, uh, to, yeah, to answer any questions. Wonderful. That's great. Thanks for doing this. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. It was a real pleasure.